Welcome to the American Hard Enduro Podcast. This is Jordan Ashburn, a.k.a. That GNCC Guy, and you're listening to the American Hard Enduro Podcast, presented by Magna One Motorsports. Cody, this is Will Preston with American Hard Enduro. How's it going? It's going all right. Uh, just prepping for take my kid to school this morning, and now I'm kind of letting my wife take the reins and just hanging out, telling you about dirt bikes. See where we end up. Sweet. Well, you. I guess you finished two hard enduros lately in the U.S. Um, getting ready for Battle of the Goats coming up here in a few weeks. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, just mostly just trying to finish up the Super Enduro series and bouncing around, traveling a bunch. And, um, you know, I made a couple sponsor changes from last year to this year on the Circo Factory One team. So kind of testing different things and, uh, you know, trying to juggle it all and, and still get the seat time in, but try to do my best at all the races. So the, the biggest sponsorship change was that to Dunlop Tires? Yeah, I'd say probably to Dunlop, and then um, a couple other changes. We're still getting dialed in. Um, we're running those moose balls now. A lot of people have been asking me about those. Right. Uh, I've been pretty happy with them. They kind of definitely break in quicker than normal bib, but it's it's pretty nice. You can like fine tune your setup, and it's just as easy as I mean, if you got to rob a condo, it's easy enough. A little more time consuming, How- but it, it does it is good for like tunability. How's the longevity with those things? Um, I don't know. I've I've gotten quite a bit of time on mine, but uh, you know, I, I do have some that ripped, but I'm still using them, and it's kind of like a bib. You know, they rip, but you can still use it and for extreme stuff. You know, it doesn't matter quite as much. So it's, it's been working pretty good for me so far. And, and like I said, you can always just add more balls once it starts. Uh, softening up on you too much if it softens up too much just add another one are you are you running those front and rear or just rear i'm actually running them front and rear so i got them both front and rear and uh the first time i tested them i put what was recommended for the hard enduro setting but every tire is different you know so i think they're actually changing their uh their protocol on how you install them and how many to install for different types of riding because, um, you know, we're running those Dunlop 140 EN91s, which I think aren't quite available yet to the public, but I guess we're doing prototype stuff on them. Um, that tire is a little bit bigger, so I'm actually running um, more balls. And it's, it is interesting because Cooper Abbott and I, you know, obviously we're on the same team, same tire. He runs one, like at King of Motos, he, want, he ran one less ball on the rear than I did because – he wanted more, you know, rear end traction. And I come from the trial side of things where I'm like, oh, I'll be okay with that. I mean, to be able to push faster, push harder in the faster stuff. Do you and Cooper weigh about the same? Yeah, I think uh, another change we did was uh, suspension. The team signed a, a deal with Race Tech, so we're still dialing our settings with that. But we sent all of our info, like our gear riding weight, and I think we were like within a half pound. <laughs> guesstimate <laughs> okay 
Well, I guess that works out for for the guys trying to tune suspension. Yeah, exactly. All right, I got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. True or false? Are you a country singer? Uh, false. That is uh, Marion Cody Webb. He's he's a fake Cody Webb. There is a country singer named Cody Webb, but is I met him. I went to one of his shows, and his first name was actually Marion, which. Marion County, Tennessee. That's for Charles Training Center. It's fun fact of the day. Okay. Yeah. And, and when I looked you up, um, I did a little Googling. <laughs> Apparently, he went to Clemson. And um, I don't think you got your mechanical engineering degree from Clemson, did you? Yeah, I did not. But he does have a mechanical engineering degree as well. It's, it is pretty funny. That's odd. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I doubt there's too many country music singers and dirt bike racers that have a mechanical engineering degree. Especially named, no. especially named Cody. Um, so, are you or are you not related to Cooper Webb? I am not related to Cooper Webb. I think I'm. I have my genes are too much height involved <laughs> to be related. How often do you get mistaken for Cooper Webb? Uh, pretty not too much at like off road events, but if I go to like a moto race. Or if I go somewhere and they see like a web too, like it's pretty common. Like just the other day I was riding at like a local riding park here in Colorado and these kids mistake me for Cooper Webb and I was like, Oh, sorry to disappoint you. That's not me. <laughs> well, it it I mean, in my book, you know, you're way cooler than Cooper Webb, so there's that. That's in your book though. So right. one the one I mean, one percenter, right? Yeah. All right, so this is a serious question. Do you or do you not run the Enduro Memes account? I do not run the Enduro Memes account. This is probably like the most asked question I get. Uh, I just tell people that I wish I had the login information and then I was smart enough to come up with it. But I will admit I am involved with the High Council, so I have <laughs> made some memes and submitted them. <laughs> okay, so there's a High Council. That's interesting. Um yeah, we've, we've, there's a the board of directors, you know, we vote on what gets approved, but okay. there hasn't been enough content lately. I'm, I'm waiting for more stuff. Yeah, I've, I've been a little disappointed lately, so whoever does that, let's, let's get to work, guys. Um, yeah. th- this is another serious one. When you're on an airplane, which I know you fly a lot, and uh, I know legroom mm-hmm. is a big deal to you, but with the tray table, do you straighten the little latch that holds the, straight ta- the tray table um every time you're riding on an airplane or do you let it ride if it's off to the side? Like the little latch that holds it, the yeah. tray table in place? Exactly, yeah. Do you have to have it straight? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, for sure it has to be straight. Okay, well, that that's my... I never knew that was a thing. I thought it has to be straight. Well, I've, I've been listening to this mountain bike podcast and they ask all their guests this question and half the people are like, absolutely, and half the people were like, what are you talking about? I didn't know there was a latch. So. Yeah, yeah straight. <laughs> okay, straight. Okay, so think about this one for a second. If you had a chance to do one race over, it could be a race you won. It could be a race you lost. Um, what what one race jumps out in your mind? Is it X Games? Is it Erzberg? Is it Minus Riders? Old school TKO? What if you could just um, go back and do one? There's definitely, like, so many on there, but I never won an actual gold at X Games, and I doubt we'll ever be back in X Games again. And it was 
Brazil X Games was my biggest chance at gold, and like I passed Taddy like twice. What year was at, this? Like there, 2014, uh, Belo Horizonte, Horizonte X Games Brazil, and I was on a beta. But I passed Taddy like multiple times, but I literally remember that's like why washing my friend end out in a turd, and that was pretty much like the one that costed me a gold medal. It was so dumb. Okay. That, yeah, I, I can see why that sticks out. At, at that point, were you sponsored by Red Bull, or what year was that? No, that was that was until 2016, so I was just a scrub. I got you. Well, kind of take us through that a little bit. How did they, how did you get on their radar? How do they approach you? How does that, I mean, obviously, most extreme athletes or most athletes in general, their goal is to get a Red Bull helmet. Uh, you've done it. Yeah. So how did that kind of go down? I mean, obviously, you, you try forever. I rode trials, so no one really cared at all what I did. I approached all the marketing people from those, and like, I don't think I even probably got a response back. And then started doing the enduro thing. Um, and 2014, I won the enduro cross championship, and I know Eric Pernard was running it kind of a lot more back then and more involved. And he was, you know, he's always he's the guy that puts on the events, right? Right. The big events. So he's, he's good with the getting the sponsors involved. So he wanted for sure to get a Red Bull guy. So I think he was always bugging the Red Bull guy to get an American cause they had Taddy, you know? Okay. And then I think he just wanted some support for the series. And then I switched over to the satellite RPM KTM team, but I was pretty much like pretty well factory supported. I had suspension and motors and everything mm-hmm. from the factory as a satellite rider. And I think it was like May or June of 2015, um, because I pretty much knew I was going to be bumped up to the factory team with KTM. Right. I went down and I did like the Red Bull amateur motocross training uh, program in in Santa Monica. So it was like me, Pierce Brown, um, Cantrell, a couple other like the younger I mean, they're a little bit older lights guys now, but right. I did like a uh, like a almost a week long training with them. So at that point, I kind of was like just being groomed, and you know that next season I was going to be a rebel guy. So if you don't you don't really come to them; they kind of go to you, or they they know what's going on. And I just I got lucky. Who knows? Like, okay, I don't know. I'll just take it for what it is and accept it. Yeah. So is, is the Red Bull thing, is that like a f- for life kind of deal or is it year to year? How do they do it? Uh, it's year to year. I think I've just been having a two-year contract every time. So, But, you know, as long as you keep doing your sport and, and not uh, making a fool of yourself out there and being a bad representative, um, you know, they, they'll keep you on and uh, support you. Okay. So how long have you been in Colorado now? Uh, 20, I think January 21. Okay. So, uh, over two years, a little bit. Do you, do you feel like you're no longer a Californian? I, I didn't really feel super Californian when I was in California either. So I, I try to stray away from being tagged as a, a typical Californian that you see in the media. Right on. So Colorado, is it what you expected? Have there been some big surprises or, you know, how's that going? Uh, 
It's been really good. It's, there definitely is some surprises. Um, you know, I thought California was bad with, um, you know, rights of riding and this and that. And Colorado is maybe almost more strict with their um, riding areas. And it's a lot of old ranch lands. And it just seems a little bit more protected environment-wise, at least on, like, the front range where I'm at. I feel like the western slope's a little bit more of the wild west so right it's a little bit more on uh, a little more stringent than i anticipated in summer like i thought i was like up in the mountains and you know i've ridden here in colorado trials a bunch so much throughout my past and you know it's always like warm in the mountains but i i thought with high altitude it, the summers were just a lot hotter than i anticipated because you're closer to the sun and it's just <laughs> the- it's like it's kind of like deserty, but it's not a desert at the same time. The sunburn and the dehydration out there is for real, from what I've experienced. Yeah, yeah. Like you, like leading up to a race weekend, like I have to drink so much more water because you don't even do anything and you get dehydrated because it's just there's no humidity, so it's just, you don't even realize you're sweating it out. And but the sweat like evaporates. Like, oh, Colorado, you they're like you're going to be cold. Um, you know, like winter is rough and I think I'd like anticipated winter to be super brutal. Right. I just didn't anticipate summers to be as hot. Well, and, and something about Tennessee and the sweat, it seems like you're losing all your moisture through your sweat, but I, I swear it's harder out there where your sweat is evapor- evaporating. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. You don't realize that it's just evaporating off of you. Right. I think that's the issue. And that's how like that race in <laughs> Texas last the snake bite hard enduro outside lubbock it's like west texas it's windy it's dry i don't i don't know there wasn't a lot of appeal there for me to be a, a resident because <laughs> you know, i don't know if it's like that every day but it was it was very windy and dusty the whole time and i don't know if it rains there it obviously rains because there's like flash flood situation going out there but it was dry okay well and the- like we finished the, we finished the race and like will reardon was like I could just see all the salt on his neck. Like, it was just evaporating right off of him. I figured he might be right at home. Um, well, actually, I don't know. Australia's got so many different climates, but I figure maybe that's what he's used to. Yeah, maybe. All right. So, I, I get, you had a you had a funky start there. What, what happened down there? <laughs> well, off the start, like, it was like they had to hold your front fender and then run around on the bike so like right off the bat i jacked up my start because i actually like ripped the the front plate off my boot i slipped <laughs> off the peg so then i was like dangling off the side of my bike like a like a goon and i got a bad start and then it was like crazy dusty and like josh toth went down so hard right in front of me and i was like okay back it down right he like because you just couldn't see anything like he literally crossed the smallest road crossing like you would never think someone would crash there but i think almost every moto someone crashed at this little road crossing because he just you couldn't see it you know right yeah and then i was like okay like whatever there's plenty of time to make it up and the very first second hill like the first obstacle like the second little hill some guys bobbled i had already made like a few little passes and i was like oh i'll go wide and literally, I just, I must have perfectly hit my chain and knocked my chain off because I, it wasn't like I was stuck and spinning or I was like riding up a hill and then I thought I hit neutral because I was like, you know, like yeah. up 
And I like went over the front. I didn't crash. And then the next thing you know, I was like rolling backwards. And now you're like panicking, trying to put it back in gear and go. <laughs> but I just kept rolling backwards and fell. And I was like, what? And what is going on? And then I realized my chain fell off. So I was like, gosh dang it. So then I landed on the side, trying to put my chain on. And then I it, it bound up some um, kind of like wedged between the swing arm pivot and shifter. You're screwed so when that happens. I couldn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, obviously, there's, like, points where you have to take your swing arm off just to get the right. chain out. It wasn't that bad, but I I couldn't yank on it. And I was, like, debating, like, trying to find rocks to pry it out. And I was, like, this is – I'm just going to wait. So I just – I jogged the first half of the way, and then I got tired from running with pushing my bike back to the van, and then I walked. Nice. Um, that happened to me one year at TKO during the hot lap, and my chain was jammed up pretty good. And – you know, I was, I was having a hard time getting it out of there. And this giant man, he must've been six foot eight, like 300 pounds, just steps out of the woods. And he's like, Hey, let me compress your suspension. And you pull it out. And I was like, okay. So he, well, like, I've never even heard of that. he just leaned over and grabbed like the bottom of my tire and put his, put the seat against his chest, completely compressed my suspension. And I was able to get the chain out. So so for next time, like find a big dude to sit on my it's bike like, and compress the suspension. Look for the nearest Sasquatch to uh, just compress yeah. your suspension. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's snake bite. Um, I mean, obviously that's a first year event. Um, sounds like there could be some room in, for improvement, but overall it sounds like it's a pretty good event. Yeah, it was definitely fun. They, uh, they're really like, it's a Lubbock trail riders and they put on Enduros there forever. And there's another spot, I think similar that they do a lot of events at, but yeah, they're very proud of the, their trail system network there. So like we did, I think nearly a 30 mile loop That's big, and it just kept going and going. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to, I, I must've passed probably 75 riders, I think. Wow. On that portion of the loop. I, I think, I'm not sure. I heard like about 90 riders at the race, I think. And okay. by the time I got going, I was probably near dead last because all the lines had taken off. Nice. And I wasn't paying attention, but I don't, there really wasn't many, many people on the course by the time I, I got going again, right where I was. So it was, it was very dusty. And luckily there was a lot of breaks and it was kind of fast enough to where the dust would kind of get out of the way. Right. Um, Sometimes the wind then, helps. Yeah, the wind goes in your favor. But then they, they would drop you into, like, these little, like, ravines, and it would be, like, marbly fist-sized rocks. And, like, I don't think anyone's suspension ever works good. No. In those rocks situations. And, like, they move. Moving rocks. So I'm, like, trying hardest. to make up time. Yeah, so I was, like, I was toasting my hands trying to push yeah and like bouncing everywhere and then all of a sudden they would drop in and it was like a bunch of water and mud in like some of these drainages and i was like oh my god there is water here in west texas <laughs> that was a thing it's a mirage <laughs> like we were all joking after the race but uh yeah there were some really fun trails they had out there to be honest and then it went into i think we did four or five laps of the more extreme stuff and it was just up and down a bunch of um, little like mini mesas or if you want to call them. Nice. All right. So the, uh, the, the previous week was grinding stone. So you'll had back to back West rounds. Is that right? Yeah. 
How did Grinding Stone go for you this year? It was good. Um, I definitely enjoyed it myself. It was really fun. Saturday was easier, and we only did two laps. And the con- it was cold, that's for sure. It was not good weather, but, I mean, it rained and hailed. and Nice. Even snowed for us on the start of the final race Sunday, but the conditions of the sand were so good out there. Like it was the first time I actually enjoyed hitting sand loops in the desert. Like, so, so was it, it not dusty? It was a really good time. Was did the no, dust lay down? Dusty, like okay. at all? Hardly dusty at all. Yeah, it was really good conditions. That's like once a year that that uh, happens. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we, I had a lot of fun, and you know the the race was a little bit easier Saturday, so you know the top six, seven guys were all going back and forth and making little mistakes. And, um, yeah, it was good. And going back and forth to Tristan some, once we kind of got a little bit ahead of those guys. And then, um, in the final race, there was definitely some gnarly stuff. And, uh, right off the bat, I screwed something up. I tried to do a different line. I didn't want to follow Tristan and, I got all, I didn't make this thing. I had to turn around and then do something else with no run. And I, I couldn't, I wedged my swing arm, I had to drag my bike out. So I just, I was down a minute and a half right off the bat and kind of maintained that for a bit. And missed, didn't make a couple of things first try and kind of just slowly kept creeping back. But it was, there was some gnarly stuff out there for sure, especially with lappers in the way. Sweet. That sounds like a good time. Um, I've never actually made it out there. Maybe one of these years. Um, so I've been talking to Tyler Mole at Battle of the Goats a little bit. Um, Drew and I have. Uh, that race in North Carolina is coming up. Apparently, Ryder and Will Reardon were riding over there a couple of weeks ago. Um, it took Will about an hour to make it up this new creek section for the first time. Then after that, they kind of cleared the creek section out. And then it took Ryder 40 minutes to do the to, to do the lap like three times. So... Ryder was all pumped about it. He, he thinks it's going to be a great section for the race. Well, then following that, Tyler calls Ryder up and is like, hey, you know that hard section? He's like, I found a much harder one that I'm going to put you all through. So um, <laughs> I, I think Tyler is um, – he feels like he might have lost – excited. Yeah, I think he feels like he might have lost like the title of hardest American hard enduro. So he's, he's trying to regain that. Um, so hearing all that, does that favor – the way you like to ride? It scares me. <laughs> uh, I definitely like it. I just, for me personally, I feel like I struggle with someone like the steeper uphill types type stuff. Um, I think because of my height, it's kind of like hard to like okay stand and I can sit and I don't know. I feel like the tough like roar stuff where it's just like endless rocks. So like it's easier to kind of, it's more comfortable for me to stand and ride through it all versus like, there's just so many steep hills there. And like, I feel like I just get worked by Tristan there. Like I'll hang with him and then I don't make a hill and I'm screwed. He, he so, can climb some hills for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's solid when it comes to that. So I, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my best, but I saw photos uh, in a group chat that got shared of how proud Tyler was of some <laughs> new Creek. And it was like yeah. lap three, lap two and three and I was like oh god he's gonna just destroy us out there so uh it's gonna be brutal I know it already yeah yeah my my goal is to make a lap and then do some spectating which and it, apparently we have to do three laps now yeah so my lap will probably take six hours so I probably won't get to do any spectating but 
<laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> yeah. So um, after that, are you going to do all of the East rounds or are you just going to hit the featured races? I'm hitting, oh, like all the individual regional rounds. Yeah. I guess, after, yeah, are I, you doing Fallen Timbers? I don't think so. Okay. Because that's right after Battle of the Guts. Yeah, well, that's the that's May yeah, 6th and 7th. Later. Yeah. And yeah, then, I don't think I'm going to make that one. And then I'll be at both the Pennsylvania rounds, which is evil. I, like, Tough Like Roar is probably the worst. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to race Shotgun the next day, which I heard was, which Pretty bad. was brutal <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I was planning on doing the, I guess they're calling it the Keystone Challenge for Pennsylvania or whatever. Um, I was going to do both of those, but one of my son's mountain bike races got moved. It's in New Jersey that weekend. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to take him to the mountain bike race. And then on Monday, I'm going to come over and do shotgun. And I'm thinking this might give me an advantage for shotgun because everybody's going to be worn out. Yeah. You're going to be all fresh. Right. Yeah. I should be good. Um, probably not, but you know, that's my plan. Yeah. Better off than most. So they had to move Donner. Is that right? Yeah, there's just they have like snow. thirty feet of snow. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not good. Like it, this, like there was even a little bit of snow not last year, the year before last. I don't know. At some point, they twenty twenty maybe. They they literally they, I think it was twenty one. They have so much snow; it's unreal. Yeah, and like for the first time ever, like Shasta Lake is like kind of full, full and right. then there's all the snow melt that still has to come. So I don't know how that's going to work. But yeah, they're pushing it back. It's going to be the weekend before the first round of Enduro Cross, I heard. Okay. Um, so I, I, I saw the Enduro Cross schedules out. It's kind of the normal West Coast swing uh, yep. mid-fall. Um, a couple of new places we haven't been before. Okay. Well, hopefully they'll build a good track there. Yeah. So are, are you doing any of the European races? Uh, I'm doing Erzberg for sure. And then I was chatting with uh, the team and such, and I don't think I'm going to do Romaniacs. It's just, it's just it's so much yeah. on my wrist. My wrist still sucks. And I okay. got to, uh, if I, I want to keep doing this, I got to, you know, I need time off a little bit. Well, I was, I was going to ask you health wise um, how everything was feeling right now, but it sounds like the wrist is still just a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely still. I'm not wearing my wrist brace anymore. I've just been taping it with KT tape, and honestly, I feel more comfortable with that. It's just kind of like a 360 degrees of kind of like comfort versus just the wrist brace is just up and down. So that's been good. And then I found out I was just like struggling in Super Enduro, and even at King of Motos, I was struggling a bunch. Like my thumb was bug- bugging me. Cause I crashed riding, uh, the weekend before. Yeah. And, uh, I just figured I maybe jammed my thumb and thought I was all fine. And then after the Israel super enduro, I, I literally couldn't even ride and practice at super enduro. I would just do everything one lap to make sure I could do it. And then I would just run off adrenaline in the races and, and fight through it. But, uh, I tore some stupid ligament in my thumb. It's not skiers thumb, but like I, obliterated some ligament literally falling over on a rock it was the dumbest crash and i went seven weeks before i got it checked out because i was like 
it surely has to get better. Like I didn't fall. Right. And, um, sure enough, I, so now same wrist, same as my bad wrist. So now I have a fully taped thumb and a taped wrist just literally every time I ride. So I'm, I'm annoyed, but I'm still getting decent results, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, you can got to fight through those injuries, I guess. Um, so TKO, August 18th through the 20th, not in the FIM Hard Enduro World Championship this year. Did that come as a surprise to you? Yeah, I was definitely surprised by that. I thought we had a, a really good um, event going on. And, I mean, the it's funny because we go to Europe and I always talk about how, like, awesome the crowds are in Europe, like Super Enduro and such. And the Europeans came to TKO and they were like, that was the best race. <laughs> uh, with the spectators like um and it really is i mean i think having that as a prestigious world event brings in um more off-road riders to see the big stars you know right and it's like that perfect spectator friendly spectacle for the finish and you know they luckily there's been some good battles with those guys the last two years having it and i think everyone was a bit shocked when it wasn't um, returning as part of the series yeah, it, it's a gut punch for us. I mean, I can't imagine what it's like for the the guys that actually like you who compete for wins and have you. I mean, you've won that race more than anybody, so um, it's got to kind of be a gut punch for you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a gut punch. But now maybe I have a better chance of winning anything for those guys there. But no, in all honesty, it's way better to see it. It's huge and and all the people showing up. And I mean, it's kind of crazy to what it's become from the uh first one i remember doing back in 2011 yeah it's gosh gummy tires have changed everything oh i know i used to make my own gummy tires out of like <laughs> soaking them in diesel and some flat track lubricant stuff nice. i don't know i had a flat tracker buddy that hooked me up with some stuff that that sounds very envi- environmentally safe like breathing, uh, breathing yeah, in that it's stuff not yeah I would, uh, when we, when I go to the races, I'd have it like on a spare wheel Yeah. and I would wrap it in saran wrap. So I wouldn't like, it wouldn't like make me pass it. it I wasn't going to pass out in my van, but it definitely smelled terrible in the back of the van. Right. So for TKO, yeah. do you, do you like the new location of where they have the hot lap in the final or do you like the old location better? Um, uh, I kind of like the old location a little bit better but it's also not quite as hard but yeah. i just hate jarvis hill or whatever that hill yeah i hate that hill climb I yeah that, that's a big one um it I, we were there um this weekend for a um a gps we wouldn't call it a race it was just a gps event and the creek is so deep you you can't even approach the hill so oh wow the um but it did rain like three inches the night before and um, the 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 event started like thirty five miles from the TTC, and it we followed a GPS track down next to the Sequatchie River, and every river crossing, well the first few river, river crossings Drew drowned his bike. It was a team event, so Drew and I were a team, <laughs> and he literally went kayaking on his motorcycle, like. The, the current took him and downstream. He, he just took a left down the middle of the, the creek and went like a hundred yards. It was amazing. Um, oh but, my God. but then we couldn't get his bike started for 
you know, for 30 minutes. So the whole entire field passed us. But anyways, it was a good time. Is it, is it harder with the TPI, like the fuel injected two strokes to get restarted? No, normally it's easier. Normally you just like put it in gear and tilt it back on the rear wheel and then just run the starter and it gets all the water out. But yeah. apparently if you do that multiple times in a row, um, it will fry the battery. So that's, oh, you, there's no, yes. no kicker. Um, yes. which it took us like half an hour to realize we had a toe strap and we could just tow them off. But, um, up, yeah. up to that point, it was just a big, you're, next thing you know, you're, you're taking your battery off and putting it upside that, down and jump in. That was the next step. We ne- we didn't get to that step, yeah. but it was, oh man, we had a blast though. It was a good time. Um, good. all right. So Billy Bolt, can anybody handle him this year? What, what is that guy doing? Um, I don't know, dude. He's 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 a gnarly dude, especially with super enduro. Like on the extreme stuff, everyone has a little bit better chance because he's so wild that like he's yeah, just gonna crash. He can and make break mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But then with super enduro, it's he's his own worst enemy. He, Billy Bolt can beat Billy Bolt right now, and that's kind of about it. Okay, well, he he's in his prime. He he looks strong, so I don't know. I, I think you can get him though at Erzberg. You, you better do it, anyways. Yeah, I have a good chance there. Yeah, I, I want to see it. Okay, so I got a few closing questions. These are from Bryson, uh, my son. Uh, he wants to know how is Teddy, and is Teddy still a giant amongst his age group? I don't. He's not really a giant, is what you would think. I don't know. He, I think he's not that big. Maybe it's just it's just. People get surprised, but but Teddy's doing awesome. He's not quite stoked on the Stasic still. He gets mad and wants to ride his bicycle. Yeah. So he's still on okay. his rider, and he goes on the Stasic, and then he wants to go back on his bicycle again. So I try not to be too pushy because obviously, like, yep, I know that that's feeling. The last thing I need to do. Yeah. Um, and he'll it'll, we'll get there with due time, but he he's playing soccer now which basically means he just runs around oh, yeah. and wastes energy, which is perfect for us. You you should coach him. That's a lot of fun, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It's on Saturdays. So, yeah. like, I missed his first soccer game, and I'll be there this weekend, though. All right. Next thing, when are you bringing a pivot downhill bike to Windrock to ride the bike park with us? I don't – can I bring a Firebird? I don't have a downhill bike. It is the is the pivot um, downhill bike. Is that called a Phoenix? Yes. Okay. Have you? Um, Are you going to find one for me or something? No, probably not. I think you have no, better connections than I do. Um, I, I probably do. You're right. Yeah, for real. Um, so, how is that deal with pivot? Are Are you? Um, I mean, you get to ride with those guys. Any? They just send you a bike. What What, what all goes on with that? Yeah. So I think it's just kind of like a crossover. Um, sport sponsorship and you know it worked out perfectly for me because their head of marketing lives in boulder so i actually like went and met her nice for lunch originally and her her husband watches all the hard enduro stuff on rebel tv so i was like perfect i got him in um so yeah it worked out really well in that regard and you know they're looking for their their athletes for crossover type lifestyle stuff would be like skiing, snowboarding, because winter sports people need something to do in the summer. Right. And obviously dirt bikes. So they, I just, the weather hasn't been super great yet. 
here, but yeah. I did that video stuff with them on the the shuttle, their new e-bike. Okay. Or the revamped e-bike, and they were super pumped on it. And I just did like some technical climb on it in oh, yeah. outside Phoenix at their headquarters, the waterfall. Yep. And they said that was like their top five producing, like content producing nice. post of that of 2022. And I was like, sick. <laughs> so they basically want me to do like crossover stuff now, I think on the e-bike to like kind of get the, bridge the gap between dirt bikes and well, the, the e-bike, uh, bicycles, which the e-bike thing makes a lot of sense, especially like for GNCCs where those guys pre-ride the course on e-bikes. Um, Probably can't do that in a yeah, hard enduro. It's not super practical to hard enduro. I mean, I did it last weekend. I brought my because I drove down to Texas. I brought my bicycle with me, and it was it was super nice to not just have to walk all the way out to those zones. Like I would just ride it out, walk everything, ride back, ride over to the next one. Um, but yeah, it's uh, man, e bikes are sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pro e bike. Yeah, it, it's a I don't know. It's a very divided line on pro or anti e-bike, but I, I can see either argument, I guess. I see either argument, but the best argument is when they tell me that I'm damaging trails because my bike is heavier. Right. And I was like, well, a, a 230 pound guy is going to damage the trail. The same. Yeah. Just as much as me on my e-bike. So, and, and someone who doesn't know how to ride and they're skidding in the corners. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Point proven. Exactly. Um, have you ever met Bernard Kerr? I haven't, but we were, man, I, I guess I can talk about it. It's not, it never really happened or anything, but we were <laughs> pushing really hard a year and a half, two years ago, last year, early last year to do a video collab between with Bernard and I and do like a day in the life where we each like take turns kind of doing, like I would do downhill and then he would do a day of enduro like dirt bike enduro like hard enduro type stuff well it looks like he has the ktm crossover sponsorship as well so yeah he just got that so That'd we're kind of like this we're like the same same but different you know right oh you're very different but yeah i see what you're saying yeah um all right last question uh what podcasts do you listen to when you're traveling uh american hard enduro Oh, you don't have to. You don't have to do that. Uh, I don't. I don't have to pump it up. No. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> uh, I normally listen to the JRE. Okay. Just because. Yeah. I think we all. I. Do. I. But I. I pick and choose because there's a lot on there, and it just depends. Like sometimes I blow through all of them, but I normally go for like the people who are experts in their field. I love yep. listening to. Uh, educated people and hear what they have to say i got you all right so who else you, you need to thank anybody sponsors your wife um anything else yeah well i guess i'll first off i'll thank you guys for still doing this and getting some hard and drug content out there for the people you're welcome and uh the factory one Churco racing team obviously red bull we talked about them earlier and um pivot it's already got some chatting on this podcast today. Um, but, you know, obviously it's a, it's a big effort and, you know, my family for putting up with me, my wife for taking care of stuff when I'm gone and uh, my mechanic 
Cody R, Cody one for still hanging in there and uh, renting yeah. on bikes for us. I heard so, some stuff about that, uh, but we'll let the news come out about that later, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think he, he talked about it, but he, he stepped away from full time at Sherco. He's just been but on he, the road so much and he's going to keep really had a you. true home base. Yeah. So he's still going to do contract work just through, um, next series of races here. And, uh, you know, that gives him the chance to get back and work on his rental house. And he, you know, obviously life still goes on, right? So he's, he's got stuff to oh, yeah. take care of on his own. And I can't be too selfish, you know? I got to let the guy have his life. <laughs> I hear you. All right, man. Well, we really appreciate you taking a little time and uh, helping us get caught up on what's been going on. Um, and I guess we'll see you in a couple weeks in Taylorsville, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a good one. Well, I'm excited to see how brutal it is. <laughs> yeah, t- Tyler, he's he's gonna have something special. I have a feeling. Yeah, hopefully Tyler doesn't listen to this. He's just gonna make it worse. <laughs> You're gonna have to start hydrating now. Yeah, do, do that. All right, man. We 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 really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Will. Thanks.